Hello and welcome to two filthy nerds because we're filthy and we're nerds and there's two of us. Well, technically, there's probably a lot more with your personalities and my personalities and the ghosts haunting all of us. It's a shame more people don't find personalities attractive because we would have been wifed up. A long time ago. Oh, yeah. I've got such a big, jiggly, luscious teenage personality. Oh, I, I got to <laughs> tell you guys, I've motorboated her personality before, and it is supple. I mean, yeah. No, if, you know, think of a hot woman, and that is just our personalities. You know what I thought of the other day when I was driving? I saw the street name Sepulveda. Yes. And when I first moved here, I called it Sepulveda. That's so funny. I probably said Sepulveda. Wow. And, um... And then I was like, that sounds like Spanish for a soft vagina. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. If you, you know, didn't know Spanish, you just had to assume. Cahuenga. Mm-hmm. I remember when I moved here, I was like, I'm going to learn Spanish. No, nope, never happened. I can't believe I took French and Italian in anticipation of the future of my life. And uh, Oh, you thought those were going to translate well for your future? I took a bunch of French and then I was like, oh, what a ridiculous thing. When will I even really use French? And then I got to college and they were like, you need a language credit. And I was like, I'll take Italian. Oh, well, I know someone who took uh, Yiddish in college. I mean, if you want to talk about... Truly useless. I mean, I guess maybe if you're going to move to... Jersey? Yeah, where where are the bubbies? I don't know. (laughs) Northern Jersey. If you're starting a non-profit... uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Center for Boca. Boca. Actually, if you're going to move to Boca or Palm Beach. And you want to blend in among the locals. I'm just like the rest of you. (laughs) Shalom. That's Hebrew. Zygazunt. Zygazunt. That is Yiddish. Oy vey. What's that? Is that just a sound? That's uh, that's Yiddish. Oy vey is Yiddish. Wait, so is that just a sound? That's just a sound Jews conjured up? Yeah, just like, We're like ah! how can we express how we feel? Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, and there was some guy, his name was like Verbonowitz, and they're Ver- like, Vey! Vey! Oi, Vey! Yeah, I don't know. I was like, is that what, when a Jewish person stubs their toe, is that just the organic sound That's, that yes. comes out? Ugh. That's not really what I thought, but it crossed my mind. You know, as a half Jew, you're perfectly uh, a who, a who. <laughs> That's really cute, especially Fine. since you love owls. Who do you who? who? Uh, anyways, guys, it has been a fucking circus of a week here in Los Angeles. Dear God, in the comedy world specifically, uh, men are uh, falling, dropping like flies, dropping like dirty birdie flies. Are they dropping or are they just being? Held accountable for good point. What they may have done. You know, here's here's. You want to know what I think? Yes, Nicole. I would love to know what you think. Here's what I think, Crystalia. I actually don't think he might have been with someone underage, but I don't think he knowingly would have done that because I think he's way too calculated of a person to fuck with his career. Yes, but I do think he has predatory behavior. Oh, I mean, yeah. If you look at those text messages, yeah, yeah. it's like either way. You're a fucking creep. Not cool. And the and the, it's a little sad because this person who I wasn't super close with him, but you think you kind of have a read on someone. He yeah. was always really friendly to me, which I know that's the case with many people who are like that. You don't know if you're not the yeah. victim. 
it's shocking and it's, it's like, super shocking i i genuinely hope because even even if what you're saying is the case and he was not knowingly pursuing underage people he was definitely watching the clock and waiting for a few of them to turn 18 it that's was, for sure i mean it's also just creepy and you have to look at like, i i the best we can do is hope that he genuinely looks at himself and any work he's doing on himself isn't some sort of apologetic, like, per, like performative bullshit. Yeah. Because it's like, what leads someone to behave in that way? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I understand that a lot of men pursue positions of power because women like power. Yeah. There is this... In theory, gray area of, not with him, I'm being general, of at what case, in what, what am I trying to say? How much is a man manipulating someone with his power versus he worked to get in power because he knew women would find that attractive? And women willingly go to that because they are attracted to powerful people. That being said, if you are a man who has a lot of power, and let me be clear, there are none of them listening to this. <laughs> Except our patrons, who we love. Like, what are you doing going after women with a lot of power? You have fucking power. A woman will come to you. Yeah, you don't need to flex too hard. Like, relax. You have money, you have power. You don't need to DM everyone who's like, who says hi to you. That's crazy. I mean, I have enough trouble keeping track of conversations with my friends. I mean, yeah. And it's like. He saves them in his phone based on the city they're in. So whenever he goes back to that city, he hits people up. What? Yeah. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. How do you know that? How it was, does in, he it know was in a, city? I think it was an L.A. Times article or something like that. The, I read that somewhere. And that. Wh- so he's just, that's so funny. I save comedians in my phone with their city. Mm-hmm, me too. So that when I'm in their city, I make sure I say hi to them. I'll type in Denver and then, yep. oh, make sure I see this person because yep. I'm a fucking space cadet. I, I do that because I'm like, oh, when I'm in town, like I not only might I want to see them, but like maybe they know of a cool show I can jump on. Maybe they know of a mic. You know, I'm going to start. Maybe I should start saving dudes because I can just hop on that dick. Should we be flexing? I mean, we're not no. famous. I mean, first of all, we don't have to be famous. We're women. All you have to do is text a guy and be like, I want to fuck. <laughs> and they'll fuck because men are like, oh. Should I share my story? No. My 2010 story? No. No. Anyways, I had I mean, a funny story, but I'm not going to share it. You, I mean, you can. No. It's, it doesn't matter. No. It's, um, if you don't think I should, I'm not. I, now I mean, you guys want to know. Well, yeah. in 2010, I tried. Well, you should just. I tried come to, to sleep with an attractive man, and he said no. No, you didn't. As far as I'm concerned, because uh, I know who you're talking about, and frankly, I don't find him attractive, and I don't understand. Like, here's the thing about so many comedians: people are like, "He's a, he's hot." It's like, how fucking ugly are all of us that the pinnacle of attractive is so often someone who's like. Okay. He's tall. They're fine. He's taller than the other ones. Like, Dude, tall does it for me. I mean, Good yeah. shoulders and tall with a thick ass. Yeah. I, just, I mean, and I mean, who am I to say anything? The people I find attractive, other people probably 
always don't always i've seen some of the people you've slept with and i have a wide variety you quite literally you do not have a type you do you really don't energy it's a personality it's our connection or in a on a few occasions it's i was in a very dark place um well let's get back to uh the state of the world um men being you it the thing is is that first of all guys why do you find an 18 year old attractive 18 got to be some sort of like men i dated a guy who was six years younger than me and we were both he was like well into his 20s yeah and i was at the end of my 20s not by much though uh and i'm creeped out about that <laughs> like i'm like i mean i try I, like did i even want a boyfriend or did i want a baby like it's creepy what are you doing if you are 10 15 20 years older than a girl what do you talk about like honestly what's your conversation if you're not fucking having a relationship what are you talking about when i was 22 i dated a guy who was 38 and we worked together so we could talk about that and that's it when we no longer worked together all we had in common was like oh you have parents i have parents you have friends I have friends. Oh, you like food. I like food. Yeah. You're like not connecting on anything. It was just very basic things we were connecting on. Like, what are you truly? I don't know. I look at it as like, I like to date someone who's in the same age range as me because we have the same soundtrack to our life. So I could be like, Hey, remember when we were in middle school and you know, this album came out and this it's like one direction. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what mine was cause it'll date me immediately, but it's like, it's just nice to have someone date you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Finally I have a date. <laughs> it's a shelf life. It expired. Well, and here's the thing, especially like, and maybe it's a testament to the specific and, and I know this doesn't just apply. Like this is not just a thing that comedians do. It's a thing that, people men in other fields do and a lot of it is i'll say this and i don't want to be in defense of men but a lot of it is the system when men make a a joke about being creepy and other men laugh it's because we live in a system where that is the norm and they can laugh at it does that make it okay no but i think it goes deeper than going you shouldn't say that it's like yeah well we also shouldn't be in a world where any like that that would even be a thing you would think was funny but we are and you're making observations based Mm -hmm. on that world so i don't know what to fucking say about people who go too far with a joke like that's speaking speaking of the system um and the system of sexism um i uh one thing that you and i strongly agree on uh is you know there have been a lot of people who've been uh criticizing the comedy store and you know, for those of you who don't know, Jessica, Michelle, and I are paid regulars at the comedy store. Our names are on the wall. We take a lot of pride in it. Yeah, we, we worked, worked really hard. Really fucking hard. Really. I mean, we made so many sacrifices in our lives. I put all of my eggs in a stand-up comedy basket. And she won. And she won. And she got it. Which led to that. Yeah. Same. So. Like all I did. Blinders on. There are people who are saying, oh, well, you know, anyone who, any woman who's at the comedy store had to suck or fuck her way there. Like if Fuck you're on you. if you're on any of the stages at the comedy store and you're a woman, no, no, we all, all got on that stage by being funny. First and also, all, don't criticize women 
for fucking men ever f- so they can get somewhere. That's a system men created, okay? Yeah. That's something you guys put into fucking place, all right? And if there's women out there who still subscribe to that system and feel like that's their only option to get ahead, that's on you fucking guys to undo. Don't make it our fault. Well, she should know better. You should know better. You created the fucking system. You make it. You made it. You unmake it. And also, don't assume... Don't assume that because a woman fucking has something, she had to fuck someone. Do you, that is, by the way, just as misogynistic as being the guy who's like, oh, fucking, you can have a spot if you blow me. Like, it, like you are just as bad as genuinely being that person. I'm not even talking about someone making a joke about that or yeah. making light of it. Like... Fuck you for thinking that any woman who has, especially if you're a woman, especially if a woman has something you don't have and that your only logic is to go, oh, she must have fucked somebody for that. Maybe oh. you weren't funny, bitch. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, sometimes women are successful. And also maybe somebody is really fucking hot. That doesn't mean they're not funny. That doesn't mean they didn't work hard. And also, because so I made a statement about this on Twitter and then someone who, why am I even responding to this? They literally had one follower, but they literally responded to me like yelling at a girl who implied that women at at the store or in comedy who made it had to fuck for it they're like but it does seem pretty strange that you know everyone who's successful is hypersexual and pretty right it's first of all oh that is victim blaming that's like you're the person who says that she got raped because she was wearing a short skirt yeah also a sex sells yeah people like dirty jokes so there are a lot of female comedians who are successful. Not all of them, by the way. There's plenty who don't talk about sex. No one's like, oh, Roseanne, that hypersexual. Yeah, oh my that God, fuck Jackie, machine. Jackie Cation just can't stop oh talking my God. about squirting. Chelsea Peretti. Like, all they do is. Oh, she is, is talk- the biggest cum guzzler ever. No. No. And also, if you go, it's pretty strange that they're all pretty. Have you been to Hollywood, you yeah. dumb fuck? No, like it or not, people pick the pretty people. It's also, there have been psychological studies done that we trust and, and listen to elevate people who are physically attractive Mm -hmm. with asymmetrical faces. That's not someone being hot is, doesn't mean they're fucking anyone. As a matter of fact, if you're a hot woman, you can probably get a lot more without fucking somebody because men just want to have you around because you're hot. Yeah, and also men will give you things if they think you might show them a nipple, like, or if you just give them a little attention. Or might hug them for two seconds too long. And that's not a woman's fault. Yeah. And I say if a man's giving you a spot because he's like, I just like to look at her, fuck it, show up, let him like to look at you, and then go on stage and drop your big old comedy tits on the table and blow everybody out of the water. Um, Speaking of big old comedy tits, um, uh... A few years ago, I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she would like me sharing the story, but uh, a comedian who has very, very, very large breasts, she said to me, she's like, I have a really big meeting with this, you know, production company. I'm really excited, but I feel like the only reason I got the product, the meeting is because I have really big tits. I'm like, maybe it is. Maybe that is the reason. I want tits. But that'll get you in the fucking door. And once you're in there, you show them how fucking great you are so you don't ever have to leave that room. That's right. You put the tit in the door to stop it from Uh closing. That's it. It's a a doorstop. If your tits are heavy enough, you can just lodge it in the door. After me. Everybody, pile in. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. You know what? Ladies, there's a couple tools we have in our tools box that men don't have. That doesn't mean. Using them is demeaning. To, I mean, 
I wouldn't use them personally just because I don't know. I don't know why. I just wouldn't. Also, I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, if fucking your way to the top, if I thought it actually worked, I would do it. Like if I could fuck someone, if he, it doesn't, there's no guarantee. I'd rather not fuck someone with no guarantee than fuck someone with no guarantee. Like unless you hand me a $500 million contract for Warner Brothers Studio. I don't know how contracts or studios work, but you get what I'm saying. And you're like, this is a guarantee. Sign on the dotted line. This is coming to you. And then you can do comedy shows anytime you want. If you fuck this guy, if I knew it was that much of a fucking guarantee, I would fuck a dude. But it's not. So I'm not. I'm, I don't even know what to say. You wouldn't, if someone was like, you, no. if you fuck this guy for $500 million and you can do movies, you can do TV, you can do whatever you want. No, you can I have up. not fucked people because I was worried later if I fucked them for wanting to fuck them. Pure, like, I, mean, I have not fucked people heinous. I was attracted to because I thought it would be held against me. But that's also like its own form of fucked upness that I have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh, now I can't just have sex with someone I want to have sex with because God forbid I do something and later someone's like, oh, well, she once 10 years ago had sex with this man who works at a studio. Yeah, and I agree with all of this. I subscribe to all of that that you're saying. I'm just saying if there was this isolated scenario where it was a guarantee, which is never going to happen. It's That's not... It, I'm talking about an uh, 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 some, uh, inconceivable... Also, by the way, there are people who have tried. And here's the thing. If you want to fuck to get your way in the door, you better have something to bring in the fucking door. Yeah. Like once you get in there, you better fucking decorate. Yeah. You can't fuck your way into being talented. No woman you see making people laugh. It's like, well, she's only up there because she fucked someone. Yeah. No, she's funny. Yeah. And if you're funny, you don't have to fuck anyone to get stage time. Now, more than ever, people want women on yeah. their stages. So the idea that that is a thing, this is a completely different fucking rant. Yeah, this is a whole different rant. But it's all kinds of, it all kinds of, it all kind of comes from the same machine. The same system that mm-hmm. like the idea that women can be treated as objects or that we have to see ourselves as objects. And circling back to men who want to fuck teenagers, by the way, this is what I was saying. I got a little distracted, but... If you're a man wanting to fuck a grown-ass man, I'm yeah. talking... 35 plus. 30 plus. Okay. And you want to fuck someone who's 20, 18, 19? How bad do you need someone to see you as cool and smart and, like, the guy? Yeah. That you have to fucking go to someone who has so much less life experience because women your age can see through your fucking yep. stupid bullshit. Yep. Yep. Because a woman your age isn't impressed that you... Oh, you have a fucking... You have a car? There, wow! Oh, do you there's have a, a nice car? There's you have a, your own apartment? Fuck off. There's another comic whose head is currently on the chopping block. Um, we'll talk about him another time. Um, who consistently dates much younger women and it's that it's that what you're describing that it's oh, like, yeah, you have to find someone you don't who want is someone who's, you you want to find someone who's not going to see through what a fucking phony you are the, you, just that you're, you're like a, a bullshit fucking artist child yeah 
You never have to grow up. No one's, she's, that girl's never going to hold you accountable for anything. Not to say that there aren't, you know, younger, mature girls, but on the whole, I've been 20. I was an idiot. Yeah. Same. I was an idiot maybe till like two years ago. Yeah. There's, I'm still an idiot. Yeah. You're, you're for sure. I live with you. You're a moron. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like that you need to be in this position of, the one with the power you need your partner to see you as like so great instead of as a fucking partner by the yeah. way and equal which is what yeah. a partnership you want someone be. to look up to you yeah have a kid if you want someone to look up to you be a parent yeah your kids will look up to you Ugh. you can you want to be a role model to someone i mean this person being a parent is the most terrifying thing i've yeah. ever heard raise a daughter how yeah. about that maybe that'll make you think about the fucking way you treat and that's what's crazy to me is some of these fucking creeps, they have kids. They have daughters. They that's, still act like this. Ugh. It's so gross. Would you want someone? I mean, the amount of, no, with the amount of men, the fucking guys being like, this is so horrifying when it's like, oh yeah, but you just fucking cheat on your wife left yeah, and right. Uh-huh. But let's fucking be horrified yeah, yeah. by our friend who. Yeah. You're so traumatized. Yeah, you're a, One second. I just got to text this girl back because I'm actively cheating on my wife. Yeah. Boo hoo. By the way, let me check my DMS. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, anywho. Well, this will probably get us uh, kicked out of comedy. I don't care. I mean, it's not like we're even in comedy that much Comedy's at this point. not even going on. There's I do want to say this, circling back to the fact that people are highlighting comedians who, uh, I guess they are at the store. They're also on tour. They're everywhere. They're in, by the way, they're at any club that they want to be at. Mm-hmm. Is the, the, anyone who is coming under fire isn't exclusively a store comedian. Yeah. Uh, they may hang out there. I'm not denying that but, but that's only because the comedy store is really the only club that you can hang out at i mean yeah it's a very hangout friendly comic friendly club i will say my experience with the staff there and a lot of comedians who you're not hearing about who you probably have never even fucking heard of there are a lot of great people at the comedy store amazing amazing people at the comedy store it bums me out to hear that there are people who have been afraid or anxious about even going to the comedy store because because my experience has been so great welcoming yeah it's unfortunate because the comedy store is a pretty amazing place yeah and i've had conversations with all kinds of people and there's lots of great people and it's hard it's like a it's weird that to learn that i a little bit it feels like when you realize that your parents are human, human instead yeah. of superheroes. And you're like, Oh, this is upsetting. Yeah. Oh, my parents both but made like mistakes. Deeper level. Yeah. This is, I mean, this really is, this is like know, our home. We, we, we said this yesterday. Um, when we were talking, you know, these comics who are getting in trouble, they're basically our coworkers. Yeah. And it's, it's not like there were coworkers in an office. We are co-workers in a space that's very family-like. That's yeah. very, it's a very big, big community. So it's like, not only is it like a co-worker, but it's like a member of our community, a member of our family, fucked up real bad. And that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And people are like, you know, both Jessica Michelle and I felt this 
pressure to make some sort of statement because that's our home. And we, it's not on us as women to fix this problem. No. Sexism is a system that is not our problem. I mean, it, it is our problem, is our but problem. it's not our problem to fix. But it's not. Yeah, it's fucking men. You need to be accountable. More than that, you need to hold your fucking friends accountable. Yeah, speak the fuck up, when guys. You see, when a dude you hang out with thinks it's cool to like talk about a woman like she's a fucking piece of meat to be predatory or just abusive about women, you need to say something. Yeah. You need to quit being a fucking bitch is what you're being, yeah. by the way, is that you're like, I don't want to. If you if you think speaking up to your male friends about objectifying women makes you look like a pussy. No, not doing it is a super yeah. pussy. Movie. Yeah. Have some fucking balls. Yeah. Grow or do you just hate women that much? Either way, we'll get you. <laughs> I'm kidding. We have absolutely no influence and that yeah. name never changed. Please don't I, cancel us either. I think I'm going to get a master's in humanities and just become some sort of hopeless speaker. I'm just going to try and get pregnant. Godspeed. All right, bye. Hey, guys, it's JMS. I want to take a quick second to tell you about my friends at Fadeaway Candle Company. I'm a big fan of candles. I think we all know this. Easy way to make yourself feel relaxed, feel like you're luxuriating, even if you're in a tiny studio apartment. You light a couple candles get your feel good on fadeaway candle company can help you with that all of their candles are hand poured in their studio in san diego and then hand labeled and hand packaged to be delivered to you and all the candles use all natural premium coconut wax which is toxin free they're gmo and phthalate free which means they burn cleanly and evenly all the way down and they've got a lot of amazing scents and this is the important part for me the smell of the candle a lot of us are using candles to enhance the smell of our homes or our offices. And the, these guys offer scents that you don't find a lot of places. They've got Fruity Loops. They've got Caribbean Teakwood. Uh, they've got bourbon butterscotch. Maybe you're a dude in a bachelor pad. You want to spice it up but keep it manly. What better way than a bourbon butterscotch scented candle? Perfect. Everything you need. Now you can invite a girl over and she doesn't know that what it really smells like in your apartment is socks full of cum. They also carry soaps, sanitizers, wax melts, which absorb heat slowly and release aromas without burning the oils, which allows the wax to continue to release the scent without the fragrance evaporating super quickly. So you've got that long lasting smell. And right now, uh, if you hurry, you can get 15% off for Father's Day and all U.S. orders over $25 are uh, have free shipping. Excuse me. So head over to fadeawaycandleco.com. That's C-O at the end, fadeawaycandleco.com. Check out some candles. Get yourself a gift. Get your dad a gift. Get my dad a gift if you know who he is. I don't. <sighs> Enjoy, guys. Fadeawaycandleco.com. Okay. We're getting started. Book time. Chapter 19 we're talking about. Wait, did you just start it or you had it paused? Yeah, I just started it. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm uh, a little dense. Nobody thinks I know how to do my job because... No, 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 no. I, I just never do anything I'm right. wearing fake glasses so I can't see shit. I'm wearing fake glasses because... Uh, I made you do it. how weak of a constitution I have is that I have an entire bit making fun of people in fake glasses and here I am in because fake Nicole glasses. said, let's wear fake glasses. Yeah. I Peer pressure. Is it? I mean... It's crippling it, for some hardly people. hardly pressure. I just went, okay. Yeah. Like was, the whole, it's like a peer nudge. That's like... If all your friends were jumping off a bridge, yeah, 
Yeah. No, first of all, that was my idea to begin with. Yeah, I've been yeah. talking about suicide. She's the bridge one, jumper. That's hers. And now you guys are sure. jumping. Oh, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on the way down, we're going to be like, this was my idea first. And then I told you so. <laughs> um, anyway. All right. Chapter 19. So we left off at the end of our last episode. Snape had just appeared in the room in the she- Shrieking Shack where we have uh, Lupin, Sirius Black. And all the three people. And allegedly this rat is not who we think it is, is yeah. where we left off. Yeah. The rat is... Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. This is what they are alleging. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snape has come in at the end of the last chapter. So we, we pick By the way, up the name of this chapter is the servant of Lord, Lord Voldemort. So I'm immediately thinking, all right, we're going to meet. We're finally going to meet who the, who the real bad guy is. Let me ask you this with the previous chapter ending Snape appearing and saying something. That's how it ends. Do you see the title of this chapter in any part of you? Did you go, Oh, Snape is with Lord Voldemort, even like no, a little bit. No, and that's only because I see his face. I've seen his face in other promos for um, uh, the movies. Oh, she I know he thinks continues. that people who continue on couldn't possibly be. Oh, I do think he's Lord bad. Voldemort. I do think he's bad, <laughs> but I think in this case, like whoever the person <laughs> is who's associated with Lord, Lord Voldemort for this, I feel like he's ultimately like they meet their end. Only time will tell. Um, uh, anywho, so Snape's it's crazy. St- it starts off. Snape's lost it. Like he like thinks that he's caught everyone in the act, so to speak. He, yep. Here's Sirius Black. I knew this day would come. What a reckoning! Because apparently they all Sirius and Lupin all ran with James Potter. Is what we're finding. And out. And they all played a trick on him. And so, and Snape, he's just a bitter Betty. I mean, but imagine put yourself in Snape's shoes, which is hard to do. Um, but I mean, these people were so mean to you and now you get to be the one to like put them back in their place in place. Yeah. I mean, that's, you get to, you get revenge and, and by the way, very, uh, what, what's the diff- uh, word I'm looking for? Very, um, petty. No, I don't know. I mean, I guess say. if someone was potentially going to kill you, there really is no, it's, it just seemed a little extreme. Like Sirius was like, oh, you have to go to Azkaban. That's extreme. I mean, you should go back to Azkaban. But if you thought this was someone who during a prank was going to kill you mm-hmm. and then you truly believe that this person later turned out to be a murderer, which confirmed yeah. that this person is true, a, true, true. a crazy psycho, which is what you thought all along and felt like you were being gaslit. Mm-hmm. Still, he's like a lunatic and, and Harry and Ron and Hermione are trying to be like, you got it. Like, let's listen to Lupin's like chill story. Out. And he's just and he's not having any wild of it. eyes. And then what happens is this is I love this part so much because I at this point I fucking hate Snape. I think Snape's a bully. I think he's mean. I'm looking forward to him dying at some point in in the books. Oh boy. Um uh I, he has no redeeming qualities so far. None at all. I think he's a fucking snake. Um so when they were all decide to, so when Snape so S- they're fighting they're fighting Snape talks shit about Harry's family. Harry goes to like uh Take his wand out. He tries to disarm Snape. Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus. And then Hermione and Ron all do it at the same time. And I guess three Expelliarmuses make for... Expelliarmi? Expelliarmi? Make know. for... I mean... It gets ugly. It's it like just ugly. too much magic at once. Yeah. So what is normally just a disarming spell, which is, you know, a bit of a shock, but isn't 
uh, physically endangered, like yeah. doesn't physically injure you, throws Snape back into the wall. He hits his head, knocks his ass out. Knocks out and, and, and wand gone. Just um, and that I loved. I, I, you haven't, we haven't yet seen all three in action together. Like this is the, like they've That's done. true because it's always been Ron has to stay behind. Yeah. Hermione Hermione needs to stay behind. Yeah. So it's the three of them fighting together at the same time. I was like, yes. Well, and then Hermione has the thought that I immediately have, which is like, oh no, we just attacked a, a teacher. teacher. And I didn't have that thought at all. At no point did that cross my mind. I was just like, fuck him. Dumbledore's totally going to understand. But then like, yeah, they fucking attacked you a teacher. assaulted a teacher. Yeah. Like that's. And Ooh. Snape. Snape won't let that go. Oh, yeah. He's going oh, no, go. to ride that all under- the way. I've realized where you were coming from. There's not going to be. Yeah, no, some, no, no, no. No, fuck. No. I mean, he's holding on to a how many year grudge with Lupin. And yeah. These he lets go of nothing. Um, and now the, par- the part that worries me is I'm like, oh, this just makes his grudge with Harry even deeper. Because now and it's all personal them, yeah. with him, not just the grudge he had with his father, which if we know any like that is just an example of how deep his grudges will go. James Potter is dead. Dead. Like you his win, son, Snape. And his son put the most evil man in the world out of commission. That it's like, yeah, just move on. Yeah, and accept the fact that Harry did everyone a huge favor. Yeah, sorry that you're but pissed. But you're pissed because secretly you're a fucking fan of Lord Voldemort. And if Lord Voldemort comes back, you'll be right on his fucking side, which will eventually happen Suck and he's going to die. Oh. Um, sucking on Voldy So we now know where balls. you stand on that part. Yep. Um, so now the kids are like, all right, Lupin, finish this goddamn yeah, story. Yeah, they're like giving him the benefit of the doubt to be like, explain what's, what you're saying. What's this Peter Pettigrew shit? Yeah. And, and you know, Black Lupin, l- l- oh, Sirius Black, I'm getting at these names fucking tangled a million times. Sirius Black is like, listen. I saw the picture in the, um, what was that? The, the, the Daily paper? Prophet. The Daily Prophet. There was a picture of Ron and his whole family in Egypt. Because they won the Daily, the Pro- Daily they Prophet thing. drawing thing. Um, and then, you know, rather than using that money for something, they decided to go to Egypt and visit his brother. I mean, come on, poor when people. You're poor, we got to get out of poverty. Vacation. Um, like, it's a vicious cycle and it perpetuates itself. Absolutely. Um, so in, in the picture is... Scabbers. Scabbers. And he recognizes Scabbers because... Scab- uh, by the way, I love how he's like, and Scabbers only ha- Scabbers was missing a toe. I'm like, there's no fucking way. A newspaper picture? A newspaper picture. A grainy newspaper picture. Wait, he recognized you- that in the... No, I thought he just recognized him in the picture, and now he's seeing he's missing a toe. Because he knew that rat so oh. well, because Peter Pettigrew was in their friend group, and they all were Animagus. Yeah. Animagi. Animagi? Yeah. Animagi. Um, and he knew that that was the, uh, the creature that he turned into. So it's like a specific looking rat. I assume a rat that looks... that. I feel like if I was an Animagi, Animagi, if it, it seems like it has to do with your wizarding capability, but I feel like if it had to do with what animal you looked like, I would be a rat or a chipmunk or a mouse. I'd, I'd definitely be a rodent. I, I say a chipmunk. You're cute. You're chipmunky. You're cute. Or a little squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel, chipmunk. What would I be? A giraffe. Yeah. I'm a giraffe. Just, like, tall I'm a giraffe creature. Or a creature. gazelle. Um, I feel like giraffe. I feel like you're not that tall. No, I just, I feel like it is. Mm. You do, you are, you are necky. Anywho. Anyway. So, and then Ron's like, what? Why would this be, why would That's this be? That's crazy. We've had him Peter forever. Peter Pettigrew. And We've he's had like, him for 12 years. He's like, and you're like, yeah, 
Didn't you know that the only part they found of Peter fucking Pettigrew after he was fucking exploded was a toe? And and your rat is missing, missing a finger? Missing a toe. Did that ever consider? Yeah. Did you ever consider yeah. that? So Ron's like, nah, maybe. Who fucking knows? He's like, that's um, a fair coincidence. And Harry's just fucking yelling at, at um, uh, he's still fucking pissed. Um, he's all over the place. And Black says uh, that Peter faked his own death, that he was the one who was the secret keeper at the last minute. Serious Black was like, I shouldn't be your secret keeper. It should be Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, and the reason they did that is because his logic, which I understand, which the fucking guilt he's been living with, his logic was Voldemort's going to assume I'm your secret keeper. No one is going to assume you would give this weak ass bitch fringe buddy of yours. Like yeah. because he's so easily manipulated. Manipulated. They know you're too smart to do that, so let's do that. And that backfired. And that backfired. And so Sirius has been living because that was his idea. And and Sirius blames himself for their death because he did that. So in the beginning when uh, someone's like, you killed my parents. It was a few chapters ago. Harry was like, you killed my parents. And Sirius was like, well, you're not wrong. And it was like, I was like, oh, no, he did kill his parents. And now this revealed to me, he just feels like he's the one. He's responsible he's for He's the it. one who did it, did his parents in. And well, it's... He feels fucking awful yeah, about it. Yeah, because that was his best friend. Yeah. I mean, like, it was his job. I mean, not his job, but they were all trying to look out for each other. And this fucking rat, according to them, stabbed them all in the back. And then had the audacity to confront Sirius and make a scene to make it yeah, look yeah, yeah. like it was Sirius. And Sirius was the one chasing after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Peter. Peter, the whole story in the beginning was Peter Pettigrew chasing him. Nah. No, Sirius, Sirius was chasing. He's like, "Fuck you! You're going down." You're a piece and, of shit. And then whoa, it was that Peter Pettigrew tried to yell it, make it seem like, oh, like why did they even think it was serious? Peter Pettigrew tried to do a curse on Sirius, and it backfired. Is yeah. that what happened? I yeah. can't. I maybe something like that. Um, anyways, Harry's fucking pissed about this. Um, um, finally, Ron. They get, it's like enough story evidence and they're they're like, they're like, like, we will turn your rat into Peter Pettigrew. They're like, we're going to do a spell. And if he's not Peter Pettigrew, nothing's going to happen. It won't hurt him. Nothing. It'll be fine. And if, but if it's Peter Pettigrew, it's going to turn into fucking Peter Pettigrew. So Lupin does the spell. Presto fucking magic. It's goddamn fucking Peter Pettigrew. Just a gross little mousy man shivering like a fucking bitch. Um, anywho. He, Peter's making all kinds of excuses. Sirius and Lupin are like digging into him, asking a million questions. Then Hermione, you know, chimes in with her million questions as well. Because yeah, toward, and not just toward Peter, but like all of them. She's, all of them. Hermione wants to know how Black got out of Azkaban. Because like, no one can get out of Azkaban. How did he get out? Yeah. And he's like, listen, I. She's just he, not going to accept that. Like, he's oh, like, you guys I kept my brain. I, as long as you don't like, he's like, I knew I was innocent. He kept his brain together. And when he saw the picture of Peter Pettigrew as the rat in Ron's family picture, he was like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. That and gave I'm him getting enough strength. fucking revenge. Yeah. So basically. Oh, and also what was really cool was every time the, um, the Dementors came around him when he was in prison, this was fucking, I, this was crazy to me because Dementors don't have the same effect on animals. No, As and they, they do don't have people. eyeballs. They sense they your sense, emotion. Yeah. So, and they can't sense animals as much. So, 
the whole time Sirius is in there, every time one of the Dementors came up, came around, because he's an anime guy, he would turn into his dog form and like preserve himself. Yeah, so he was keeping himself sane by fucking kind of amazing, sneaking under the radar because they don't see you. It, also, it's like all of your guards just don't have eyes, but yeah. this, you think that this is safer. Yeah, what a dumbass move. You, you just you have a bunch of intuitive people. What do you fucking palm readers? But I guess it's like. In theory, everyone who's an Animagi would be registered. So maybe if they arrested someone who they would know the that, Animagi, yeah. they'd put them elsewhere. Elsewhere, yeah. So And also the fact he, he knew he was innocent. So that was a little shred yeah. of sanity. I mean, I also think that could have gone the other way. Like, if you know you're innocent, wouldn't you be just fucking angry and like yeah, losing your fucking mind the whole time? Yeah, I got in trouble once for cheating in And you weren't grade, cheating? And I hadn't been cheating. Oh, you probably lost your goddamn yeah, well, mind. Yeah, well, I called my mom and she was like, I was crying because I was so upset because I had worked so fucking I mean hard. you were a fucking nerd of yeah. course you did and then she's like well you wouldn't be crying if you hadn't done it and you're like no I was I had to go to insult school suspension and I go on the record uh not that it means anything to anyone now and nearly failing eighth grade didn't stop me from becoming this fucking really average person that I am but I was in gifted classes and then when that happened I just stopped doing my work because it was I was just like I'm done one false accusation. I could have been something. Guilty in the court of public opinion. Seems My relevant. Seems anyway. relevant. Okay. So, um, wait, where were we? So, I mean, Hermione's grilling him about like, how'd you escape? How'd you escape? So he, when he escaped, he turned into the dog and slipped out. Yeah. Cause swam they just across the enough. shore, made it out. Still blah, blah, as blah. the dog. Um, and so they given, he gives enough points that like make sense that that the, the kids, kids buy it yeah that they're like well n- there's no other logical reason any of this could be the case and now now that everybody's on his side lupin and sirius are like all right motherfucker time to die they're gonna fucking off peter yeah and peter you know the sniveling little piece of shit that he is it's like no there's something about peter that reminds me of um uh malfoy like just a sniveling little fucking cunt. Oh yeah, that I mean, but even worse. Worse, he, yeah. He just seems like such. He's like a combination of Mal of Malfoy and Neville. Yeah, just like a little, like just like ineffective tw- cunt. Like uh, just like that, he does the bidding of someone else, and is like just when he so... jerks off, he licks his fingers when he's done. Like just a real piece of shit. Okay. Oh God. Um. Yeah, like a thousand percent sub in like a non-fun way. And so finally Peter breaks down when they're just laying into him. And he's like, I did it. I did it. What was I supposed to what do? What was I supposed to do? Lord Voldemort was going to fucking kill me. And, and they're so like, he tries to be like, I didn't have a choice. And they're like, yeah, you did. Your choice was to die. Yeah. You signed on for Lord Voldemort. That's what you get. Instead, you ruin everybody else's fucking yeah, life. Yeah, that was, was it Sirius or Lupin? I can't remember who yeah. was like, yeah, no, it's serious. serious. It's like, you should have died. died. If yeah, it came that, to that, me. Yeah. And it was reveal your friends or die. I would yeah. die. Um, anyways, and Peter, you know, didn't do that. He turned everybody over. Um, yeah, just fucking. And so they're about move. to fucking off him. And at the last minute, Harry's like, no. Harry gets a conscience. Oh, which- well, well, um, Peter did say to him, your father would never, your father would never want this. And I think that's oh, yeah, because stuck in his head. Peter somewhere. went, by the way, from person to person in the room at their feet, groveling, going, please help me yeah you must care and it's uh, just like the such a grotesque just 
picturing yeah like vi- visual especially with how gross he is oh just so disgusting just like he looks like smeagol like that's what i'm imagining oh wait till you see the movie like yeah um, he is, okay cool he is very gross and then he but he got through to harry because harry goes no yeah, my dad wouldn't want this my dad wouldn't want his friends to be a murderer of another one yeah of their they would he wouldn't it's basically like don't sink to the other person's yeah. level which, so he's like let's take him Make him a prisoner at Azkaban for the rest of his life. Everyone's like, cool. By the way, um, Snape is out fucking cold this whole time. The whole time. So they're like, all right, let's do this. Let's go back to the cat. Let's go back to Hogwarts. And they um, they bind up Peter Pettigrew and they, uh, they Sirius to- and Lupin. Lupin and Ron are tied to Sirius. Oh, Lupin and Ron are tied to, to Sirius. To make sure he can't get away. And then uh, Sirius is, he does a, a spell. They put like. They wrap stuff around Snape into a spell where they're basically dragging He's just like Snape's floating. Floating unconscious body. And I love that they, they kept like accidentally like hitting oh, his hitting head his and head shit. on the ceiling and shit. And fucking Snape, I mean, Sirius is like, fuck. Sirius He's is just like, like oh, dragging him around. Whoopsie daisy. Well, I mean, because this guy's about to put you away and now it's just almost. To uh, me, it's like, this is men in a nutshell. Yeah, that, like, really just. You're holding like. The fact that people say women are emotional and petty, it's like. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also aren't in a codependent relationship with our egos, so. I don't know. Something to think about. Anywho, um, so that's it. And they 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 head out, and they're they're going back. And And that's kind of where the chapter ends. And uh, and then we'll head into the next chapter right after this. Okay, chapter 20, The Dementor's Kiss. This one's pretty short. It's important, but. It's important, and one one of my favorite moments in all of Harry Potter Oh, yeah. When he's like, listen, like this was like this was a fucking tearjerker for me. Yeah. OK, so what happens is they are carrying Snape, everyone out to the end, Whomping Willow. They're exiting toward the school uh-huh. and they're going to they're going to bring Peter Pettigrew to fudge, explain what happened, mm-hmm. you know, exonerate Sirius. Is that the right word? Yeah. Exonerate. <laughs> Um, and they're going through the tunnel and like, you know, Sirius and Harry are like making small talk. They're talking, whatever. And they get out. They're walking across the lawn. And, and Sirius Black is like, by the way, I'm oh, your, in the I, tunnel. Sorry, in the tunnel. They're in the tunnel talking. And Sirius Black is like, by the way, uh, I don't, I don't know, know if you know, but I'm your godfather. And Harry's like, yeah, I knew. He's like, so when this is all over. Um, you know, you probably don't you, want to. You, don't, you, don't, you might not want to. You're probably going to want to live with the Dursleys again, but you can live with me. And that just fucking, oh, my heart. Uh, my heart. And that. I had that thought at some point when I found out that he was his godfather. I was like, oh my God, if he's actually a good guy, he can be Harry's like new dad. Wait, you had that thought? Yeah, I had that thought. You heard Sirius, this known murder was his godfather yeah. and your instinct was, what if he's a good guy? What my, it's, well, it's, I did think Sirius was a good guy at, at, in a few different points. I yeah. was like, you know, he, what if he's not the bad guy? Cause like, you know, it's like, of course I'm thinking like, oh, JK is going to throw in a fucking twist and turn. And aha, the guy you think is the bad guy is actually not the bad guy. It's really another guy. I didn't even, I didn't think it was going to be Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. But I definitely was like, I might not be be Sirius Black. And there was a twist. But somewhere in my mind, I was like, oh, that would be cool if it was his godfather. And he does turn out to be a good guy. He could go live with him. That would be cool. Then he doesn't have to deal with the Dursleys anymore. And he says that. And like Harry lights up because. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously there's these are fucking yeah. shitty. So they get out of the tunnel. Excuse me. I jumped ahead. Okay. Now they're walking across the lawn and uh, the clouds move back from the moon, which is a full fucking moon. 
which is not a good deal. Yeah, because, because by the way, Snape ended up in the... We didn't even cover this, I don't think. Snape ends up finding them when we, when they're back at the shrinking uh-huh. shack because he went to deliver... His, the Lupin's anti-werewolf potion and, and found the Marauder's there. map. And then saw them all there, and he was like, it's fucking go time. So Lupin has not had his potion. So Lupin... He go werewolf. Yeah, he's turning into a fucking werewolf, and Sirius is like, "Run!" He's now, like, he's gonna is, teen wolf. He's gonna teen wolf. It's not. Te- I mean, this is like it's, it's not a good killer. teen wolf. This though. is not Twilight bullshit. I don't even. Remember this isn't it. good on the basketball team. Gets chicks. Teen wolf. No, this okay? is like I will kill you all. I will dismember all of you. Remember, he was. They were gonna trick Snape into walking in. On on Lupin as a werewolf, like he's deadly. Like this is this is not good. Yeah, and so and Ron is fucking attached to Lupin. Yeah, and Peter Pettigrew is between them. Yeah, so in the fucking chaos, uh, Sirius is like, I'll try to hold him back. They all run away. Did Ron run with them? Um, what I feel like to Ron, Ron passed Ron knocks out. Yeah. Okay. Peter, Peter grabs Lupin's wand and turns himself back into a fucking rat. Wait, no, he just turns himself back. He doesn't need a wand. Oh, right. He can do that. Oh, you don't need a, they, I mean, he has no hands. He's a rat. Oh, well then why does he grab Lupin's wand? Whatever. He turns back into. I thought he turned back in and then took his wand. Maybe I'm wrong. You could Anyway, right. so somehow Ron gets knocked out. I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember how that happened. There was just, there was a lot of hubbub and Lupin. Sirius is like, I'll take care of this. You guys go run, get out of here. So they run for their life, headed toward the fucking lake by mm-hmm. the Whomping Willow. And Black is pursuing in hot pursuit of Rat Peter. Yeah. And Harry and Hermione follow him because they're all getting away from Lupin. Yeah, they're just. And Lupin runs into the forest. Yeah, Lupin is just gone off werewolfing. Yeah, because he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to werewolf. I got to get away from I everybody. I got to go as far away he as knows I can. That, he knows that he needs to get away. Yeah, because he knows how dangerous he is because yeah. he has no control once he fully goes werewolf. And so they run. I mean, they're fucking hauling ass trying to catch Peter Scabbers. And then and all they, of a sudden it's like dark and cold. And Harry gets the fucking like the the I feel like it's like food poisoning shits where you get like you get the chills yeah and then all of a sudden like, they realize and you're like I don't know if I'm gonna the, have diarrhea or vomit yeah and I mean it's like they're on the bank of this lake and they're surrounded by of surrounded by wall-to-wall dementors and this is the first time it affected Hermione Hermione passes out because yeah. it's over there was just too many it was yeah. overwhelming well, but he, he tries to be he tries to convey what the spell is to her because she's never she's never done a, a Patronus he knows a spell because he's been working with Lupin so he's sitting there trying to go expect a Patronum she tries she passes out and he's there trying as hard as he can he finally like starts to black out there well, was there was a part of me that was like oh fucking Hermione's gonna get this because she's such crazy. a spell master but I the thing about Hermione is I don't know if Hermione is exceptionally gifted with spells or if she's just, just very a really studious. good student. Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably more really good student and also just a very just like an intelligent person. Like, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily like she's the greatest wizard ever. Yeah. But I think she has a natural inclination for picking up information and she and she works her fucking dick she off. She works her fucking ass off. So, I mean, it's like 
everything's going black. You know what I mean? He tries hard. He produces a little, little sputter of the fucking... Barely anything comes out. You know, dribble jizz of a spell. Uh, and right before he passes out across the lake... Oh, and Sirius, Sirius passes out too. Oh, yeah. Sirius is fucking gone. And... Right as he's about to pass out, he sees a silver animal come... Across the lake. Galloping like, across the a lake. Gra- galloping across the water... Like a Jesus, a Jesus silver thing. Like a shooing the Dementors. And he looks across the lake and he sees someone and thinks like, no way, it can't be. No way, it can't be. And then the Dementors like takes his hood back. He's leaning down. He's going to give Harry a fucking kiss. Like, which we know about what the Dementors kiss is. So I'm just like, I'm I'm like, all right, we're in a time crunch right now. Obviously, I know Harry's not going to die. Like die, die. But I'm like, oh, fuck. What the fuck is going to happen? I have no idea. And then that that silver thing that's coming across the lake right as Harry's like passing out drives the Dementors away charges them all and they just back off and then you know as he's passing out he like looks at this silvery shadow again on the other side of the lake with someone who like riding back to someone who looks familiar and it's this stag silver shadow yeah and ends up with someone familiar so that's where we're left. And that's where we're left. He's so, just like, it can't be. And then he fucking passes out from. I am thinking. Oh, and I screamed when we were, when we were reading it, I was like, fucking his dad's alive. James is alive. I'm like, James is alive because James is an was a fucking horse. So you're thinking that thing and I'm coming thinking out. He's back. He's actually back. And the familiar person that he comes up on is his mom. So he sees his mom and dad across the lake. Wait, oh, so you were th- you're thinking that stag is his dad. I'm thinking that that stag is actually his dad, that he didn't actually die. He's been in hiding. Like, all those people, we th- like, we thought Peter Pettigrew died in the big... So it's like, what? who's to say Yeah, that- who's to say that they're not dead? Also, yeah, I mean, that is so hopeful. And also, can you imagine if they were alive this whole... Anyway. And we they have- were just letting him suffer with the Dursleys? Like we thought it was safer. They actually just like I it mean, was that song the oh, way in the fucking, 90s. I'd have been pissed if I were like, him. Ah, you know, we won the we won uh, the Daily Prophet drawing, so we just abandoned you with the yeah. <laughs> We went to Egypt as well. I never um, came back. Anyways, that's the end of that chapter. Very quick. Super quick, very, very, very important. And I I think that might have been one of my favorite chapters. Just for the uh exchange of I'm your I'm your godfather. Yeah. Uh, and that gave me a, a whole different hope because I was like, oh damn. I hope she gets to write JK's going to write a fun chapter of like what Harry did during the summer with his with his grand uh, cool with his godfather. godfather like all of a sudden like he's got his life back it's like Stella got her groove back and Sirius Black like I could just imagine Sirius Black just like plowing through pussy for the summer and Harry just like going along with him and Harry like loses his virginity to some like badass witch Wait, um, you think that his uncle is just going to take him on like a sex brigade I don't know who knows I mean, the man's been in prison for a long time. He's been in prison for 13 years. He's got to get some witch puss. I mean, he's going to ride that nice bu- night bus to puss town. How do you know he oh, and then, witches? Oh, by the way, he was like, oh, by the way, Harry, um, that was me when you first left the Dursleys. I didn't want to scare you. Sorry. My bad. Oh, the oh, yeah. When he saw him at the night bus, which yeah. I assume. Yeah. Like, I think we all I, assume. I mean, I didn't assume that. I oh. was like, maybe it's another. I mean, that was one of my options. 
but, but you I was maybe like, it was, you still but think I was like, there's a Crookshanks thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I still think Crookshanks is going to fucking turn into a person. I don't know who, but yeah, at this point I'm like, Crookshanks is, there's more to this story. We got, we'll find out. We'll be right, right back. Bye. Hi guys. It's Nicole Amy Schreiber and Jessica Michelle Singleton. And we want to promote some amazing people today. We absolutely do. Particularly a man by the name of Ron Funches. You probably already know him. You probably already love him. But in case you live under a rock and have not heard from this hilarious man, he is a comedian here in Los Angeles and he's tours worldwide. So he's not just in Los Angeles, but he has an amazing podcast called the getting better podcast. He also has a new show coming to Quibi called uh, nice one. He's going to be the host of it. So watch that. Yeah. Perfect name because he's a perfectly nice. Nice is an understatement for. No, he's the physical manifestation of kindness and joy. Yeah, he's uh, human sunshine. He's human sunshine. He is. He is the uh, uh, Labrador, like it's just a happy, a happy golden retriever Labrador of a human being. Like that's. Like, I love that you equate all people to dogs. <laughs> I have to equate all people to dogs. It's the only way I see the world. He's amazing. He's super funny and just a delight. You want to get some happy, delightful joy into your ears. Go check out Getting Better with Ron Funches. And it's insightful, too. It's not just joy. You're going to learn something. So tune in to Mr. Funches. Chapter 21. Hermione's secret. Woo! So now, now that I know Hermione's secret's going to be reveal- revealed, I'm like... I have no idea what's coming. When you see the title, Hermione's Secret. Hermione's Secret, I'm thinking it has something to do with her ability to be in a million different places at once. You did? I have, well, I mean, I think the thing that they kept being like, how is Hermione getting to all of her classes? So you were like, this So I'm like, it has to be, well, her secret has to be something that explains why that's happening. I, in my wildest imagination, could not have conceived of what it actually was. Like, because I know it has something to do with Prof- Professor McGonagall. Yeah. And I'm like, w- is she morphing into another student at the same... Like, I'm like, what is she... What did McGonagall... What sort of witchy shit did she teach her that she could be doing this? At no point in my mind did I think she was going to be a fucking time traveler. That's so funny. You're like, no, I thought there were like clones of her who, that were basically yeah. serving as... Uh, mental zooms for yeah. her to consume yeah. the information yeah. later. Yeah, some like she. There's somebody who took notes for her. Fuck. Well, we'll we'll get to that. So they wake. Harry wakes up Harry, in the hospital wing. Everybody's in the hospital wing. Yeah. Harry, Ron, Ron's Hermione. Still fucking totally everybody's out. and Ron's fucking leg is trash. Yeah. No, it's he's fucked. a broken fucking bird. Like by the way, there's something really interesting about like slowly through the books like Ron and Hermione kind of have emerged as these two leading characters and like Ron is kind of like it goes Harry Hermione Ron oh you think there's a hierarchy there's a hierarchy that's so interesting that you think Hermione for some reason is higher than Ron yeah I think it alternates depending on the story yeah I don't know I just feel like Hermione has this like incredible power like she's just I don't know there's something annoying as fuck about Hermione but there's also something like super special oh yeah I mean she's great like yeah. what an asset yeah to, to like the, the smarty pants the smarty pants yeah she's the brains of every operation basically okay um, so they're all passed out Harry is- Harry comes to and then overhears Fudge and Snape talking and Fudge is basically being like we're gonna give you the order of Merlin for your heroics in rescuing these kids 
What fucking tangled web did Snape weave? Yeah, Snape's like, it was really nothing. Because it fucking was nothing. You didn't do anything, you dumbass. And then he says that, oh, you know, the kids didn't mean to attack me. They were under a confundus charm. Yeah, yeah, they they were manipulated by Snape and Black, or uh, uh, Lupin and Black. Which I still don't know. Are you thinking Snape is just full of shit? Or do you think... Snape still thinks he's in the right and that must be what happened. Oh, I think Snape is lying. Oh, you I think, think, oh, I think, oh, I think Snape is for sure lying. So you think Snape is fully was like, they're probably telling the truth about no, no, no. I think they, going I on, think but Sna- I still want to put him away. Yeah. Yeah. No, Snape knows that he, cause he wants to make it seem worse for Lupin and Sirius Black that they, that they did magic on these kids and manipulated these kids. Cause that makes it look even worse for them. That puts another nail in the coffin. Yeah. For them. And he's, Still trying to get rid of Lupin as a yeah. professor. And we know also, like him. if the kids were slightly in cahoots with them, then Loop, then Sir- Snape can't look like a hero for rescuing the kids from the dark side, you know? Yeah, so he's like making himself look like this, this big hero. Um, so Harry, Harry sees Hermione's waking up and... And they're both kind of listening. listening like, and Ron's still out. Yeah, so um, Snape and Fudge come in and Harry and Hermione... Um, Try to talk to yeah, Madame Pomfrey, and yeah. she's like, you kids need to chill the fuck out. And then they, they're like, absolutely not. So they're like, we're going to go fucking talk to them ourselves. And they do try to be like, this is not what happened. We're not under a confundus charm. And then Snape fucking yells at Hermione. And Fudge is kind of like, what the fuck? What is like, wrong with you? Why are you screaming at the student? Yeah. The student who's been through so much. I know. Like, you just told a story of these kids being manipulated these and you had to children. rescue them. And then you're a fucking dick to her. One of whom is Harry Potter, who I think we all know we have a soft spot for. Yeah. That's what Fudge thinks, is that yeah, everyone yeah. does. And then it's so fucking tense. And who strolls up? Dumbledore just to the rescue. Cutting through the tension. By the way, as soon as Dumbledore got there, I was like... This is about to even the playing field. I was like, the second Dumbledore comes in at the end of end of any of these books so far, I'm like, Dumbledore is about to drop a dick and make everything right. And so Dumbledore's like, everybody out of here. I got to talk to the kids. I need to talk to Harry and Hermione. And, you know, he basically tells Snape to, like, shove off. Beat feet. Yeah. And so he gets Harry and Hermione alone and says, listen, I talked to Sirius and I believe him. But there's no proof. But there's no proof. We don't have Peter Pettigrew. And no time to prove Sirius is innocent before the Dementors come back. Because they're like, well, as soon as Lupin is done werewolfing, we can ask Lupin, he'll be but back in. But there's no time. Because the Dementors, are, the Dementors are, are, are close in yeah, pursuit. And they're going to lay that smoocheroonie down on Sirius Yeah, Black. the wheels are already turning. And, and Dumbledore emphasizes, like, we have no time. We need more time. time. He keeps saying time. And I'm like, I'm not following this at all. Um, and then he's like, you know, we have a real chance here to save not just one life, but two, two lives. And Hermione's like, got it. Um, and they, um, and he, and gives he tells them, them he tells, he tells them exactly the coordinates of Sirius Black. They're like, you know, he's up in the tower. So from the outside, it's the seventh window. Yeah. West crazy side. winky McWinkerstein. Um, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to lock you guys in the infirmary um and at this point harry's like what the hell is yeah going he shuts on? the door locks them in and harry's lost and then lost and then hermione pulls out a fucking hourglass a tiny necklace. little hourglass and she's like basically hi i've been time traveling that's why i've been able to make it to all my classes so she's like there's no time to explain whatever she flips this thing three times everything's blurry 
fucking they're falling back in time they end up they're in the infirmary but they leave the infirmary they go back in time and they're leaving the infirmary they go down through the they don't um, leave they they leave the infirmary when they yeah. time travel they end up in a closet oh they oh I, 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 oh they're I, locked in the infirmary oh for some reason i was imagining okay i'm an idiot just ignore me yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways they end up in a storage room or no wait they end up in the entrance hall and then you know hermione's like we cannot you know bump into ourselves yeah it's the same. It's like Back to the Future. You cannot see. You'll fuck up the time continuum. You cannot disrupt the space like it's, time continuum. You will fuck it up. It's it's like the consequences are dire. Are dire. Like, like this that's, time th- travel. Stuff? This has happened before, and that whatever that witch or that uh, wizard like f- fucking died. Yeah, they like lose their shit. Like Hermione has been given explicit instructions from Professor McGonagall because that's why she has this. This is like an like. Not a thing a lot of wizards are allowed to do. It's very illegal. Yeah. Um, you know, but, she gets so much approval. I mean, it's so crazy to me. Like, that's so... T- like, that's how fucking much of a G Hermione is. That they're like, you need to learn as much as you can. Like, McGonagall is like... Like, that they have faith in they her They have so much faith. And also, faith in her to, like, keep a secret and, like, do this. You know? Like, what a testament to yeah. where they see her going at Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Hogs meet. Hogs, Hogwarts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got it there? I'm going to get so it. So it's three hours early. Basically, like, they're on the clock. Yeah. That's they're like, TikTok, they got three hours to make her, this shit like, happen. Like, because Harry is so confused. He's like, it's light outside. What's happening? And she's like, we're on the fucking... We've we're got back to in go. time. We have three hours. We have to finish everything that we need to do before... And get back to the infirmary. Oh, and get through that door before whatever. Before... Before three... At the, by three hours. At, actually, promptly... At three hours. Yeah. And so she is like, to be honest, that's pretty much all I have figured out. I don't really know what Dumbledore meant after the rest of that. Yeah. Um, and Harry. Uh, Harry's Har- like, oh, we, he said save more than one life. Buckbeak. Buckbeak. Because they see themselves. They hide in the closet because they watch themselves going out. To Buckbeak. To Hagrid's cabin. And they're like, we have to free Buckbeak. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. And then they have the idea to take Buckbeak, use him to save Sirius. Up to Sirius Black, give Sirius Black Buckbeak to and fly, fly away to safety. To fucking safety. And then they'll just run through the castle and get back to the infirmary. Why do we keep calling it a castle? I guess it is a castle. It is a castle. Okay, it's and a hundred percent a castle. One run through and get back. Okay, so they basically are like, there's no time to lose because this whole plan hinges on if they can free Buckbeak. Yeah. Otherwise, they're fucked. Yeah. So they make a run to the forest because they're gonna go around the outskirts. Of the forest, so uh-huh. as not to be seen, because Hagrid's cabin is on the far side of the grounds, but yeah. on the cusp of the forest. So they, they get to where they need to be, and, and they, they watch themselves enter Hagrid's house. So which is so weird. weird. And then they they have to get Buckbeak loose. Yeah, um, which I think they had a hard time doing. No, this is it. Next one. Um, okay, oh shit! Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that's a that's a stupid side thing. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Um, and Harry sees them all in there, and they realize the moment when Hermione finds Scabbers, Peter. Yeah. Is is they, coming he realizes the moment's coming up, and he's, he's like, like, "Well, why, why don't we just run, run in, in there, kill Scabbers?" And she's like, "No, no, no! L- literally, we will fucking space destroy time everything. Continuum. Space time continuum. You cannot. cannot fucking, it's not like, happening. What would you think if?" You watched yourself run in this cabin. Yeah. It's like really dark magic was going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, anywho, so the 
they find the opportunity. They had to take Buckbeak away at the exact moment that it wouldn't make it look like Hagrid had, Hagrid had done anything. So what they had to do was wait for the executioner to come and see Buckbeak. Go inside. And then they'd have about 60 seconds. They have one minute to, to snatch Buckbeak and, and get go. him in the forest okay. and get away. So down comes Fudge and Dumbledore and, and, and a witness and the executioner. Mm-hmm. They see Buckbeak. The executioner's already fucking, you know, horn-dogging his own axe. Mm-hmm. And they go in to talk to Hagrid because they have to have him sign paperwork. And you, I hear, uh, you know, Dumbledore... Dumbledore says some things, and I can't remember the quotes, but he says a few things that it's like, it feels like he knew. Yeah. Like, he's sort of talking loudly. and It's like this moment... What, what we find out is that this moment already happened, which is the space-time continuum. Like, this moment has played out before. Dumbledore has done this before. When it happened for the first time, Dumbledore had already... When it happened for the first time, us in the book, it had already happened for Dumbledore. But it hadn't. He's not time traveling. But then how does he... He's just fucking... I don't know. Fuck, man. Anywho, he so future. he's like speaking loudly enough so the kids can hear what's going on. So they're in signing papers and it's like, oh, oh, my, you know, I need a more ink for my quill and very like trying to stall but not making it look like it. So they fucking head off with Buckbeak. Yeah, they grab him, snatch him. And then uh, we'll have to coax they, him into they the head forest. out. They head out to execute Buckbeak and they see that Buckbeak is gone and the executioner who's fucking pissed because he wanted to kill Buckbeak, slams his axe into, like, the wood. And remember when they were, they were listening, away. when they were walking away, they heard that noise? And they all got sad because, like, that's Buckbeak dying. Yeah. So it had all happened. Like, this is all... That's why I'm saying this moment had already happened. Yeah. This is a space... So... Of course. This is yeah. a space time continuum, but Dumbledore is only in his present moment. Yeah. Or he's everywhere. He's like, or he's every- it's fucking crazy. Um, anywho, so they see everyone heading. They see the current moment, which is um, the kids heading off to um, the Shrieking Shack. The Shrieking Shack. So they like watch that play out and they're like, okay, here's what we have to do. We wait in the forest until everyone comes back. We just got to chill here, not be seen. Because mm-hmm. we just need to run the clock down right now. Yeah. And then we need to just wait for the right moment. So they, they just sit and talk because now they've got time. And Harry explains um, what they saw um, when they saw the Dementors. Oh, what he saw because her mind was he saw. passed out. Yeah, what he saw when he saw the Dementors. Because she's like, and what he's got like, rid of them? I think it was my dad. That's what he says. So we find out Harry thinks he saw his dad across the lake because he saw the stag. And Harry's like, and he thinks that's his dad's yeah. Patronus. And he's like, Harry's like, and Hermione's like, that can't be. And he's like, no, 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 he looked like me. Yeah, he looked, it looked like my dad. Okay, so then time's going on. Everybody comes back from the, shriek, from the shrieking Great. shack. They're making good time. They see them come out, and then, okay, Lupin turns into a and werewolf. And Harry again Everyone is like, Harry out. again is like, we should do something to stop Peter. Yeah. And she's like, no. Stay here. Stay the course. Stay right here. And then, do not fuck with this. It's all going on, and then Harry's like, we have to get out of the forest. And she's like, I told you we can't be seen. And I was like, no. He's, and he's like, no, Lupin Lupin's coming, coming this forest. way. Lupin's, that's where Lupin's going to hide. So they have to fucking run for it. So they run toward the lake. Uh-huh. Because they're going to have to, I assume, because they're going to have to grab, I don't actually, I don't know why. Oh, Just, no, they, they so, run, and they run into, but they run into Hagrid's empty hut. Oh, that's right. Sure. They run into Hagrid's empty hut. Um, and 
Hagrid's dog is in there. Make, oh yeah, Fang. Fang's in there. Like, what the fuck is going on? Buckbeak's thrilled to be back in Hagrid's hut. Um, oh, I've loved Buckbeak so much. I can't even tell you the level of excited I am for Harry to ride Buckbeak again is not to be believed. Um, I love so it. Harry kind of goes outside to check what's going on. Like, are we ready? Is it time to go yet? And, and then, then he starts telling yeah. Hermione about what what he saw at the lake, which is what we just said. But like, this is where that conversation comes up. And he's like, I know this is crazy, but I think it was my dad. And then and Hermione's like, okay, go and check what's going on, but don't fuck with anything. Okay. Yeah. She's like, we need to know when, you when know, we, need to, when we need to get out of here. So you have to go take a look. So then Harry sees that past moment that, that had already happened. Yeah. He's on the opposite side of the lake where he had seen the stuff yeah. come from. He's watching, watching the Dementors come down and he's going like, watches Hermione pass out. And he's like, any second now, my dad's going to show up and he's waiting and he's watching. No one's coming. No one's coming. He's now passing out. He's watching himself pass out across the lake. Mm-hmm. He's fine on this side, but he sees the Dementor going in for a kiss and he realizes like no he, one else is, coming. no one else is coming. And so he does a Patronus. Yeah. And he realizes like, oh, it was fucking me because he executes his Patronus and that's yeah. his Patronus, the stag. It takes the form of a stag, which is his fucking dad. That's what his, his happy memory was probably something about his dad. His happy memory was like, oh, I'm going to go with Sirius Black for the summer. I want to say I'm something, whole- but I don't know if it spoils anything. So oh. it's not a plot point. It's just that. Uh, <sighs> I can't say it. Fuck. I don't know. You just gave me blue balls. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Everyone has a Patronus. Oh, everyone's everyone is different. Has, but oh, okay. it doesn't change. It's not changing. Okay. It's all. It's, so it's he's a always constant. a stag. So if he, if every time he has a Patronus, it's going to be that stag. Yeah. I don't think that, whether I, it's I don't familial think yeah. and because of your father, so whatever you have his the memory sin. is, it doesn't matter. It's not no, going to affect the, Patroni- the Patronus comes out as what it is. As a matter of fact, we need to get on Wizarding World for bonus content and figure out what your Patronus is after this book, I think. What? I'm um, so excited. Um, so he goes back. Hermione's pissed because it's fucking Hermione. And, and she's Harry's like, you like, could have disrupted the... She, no one, by the way, has said space time continuum. Continue, yeah, that's not that's a term. Us. That's just... But it's a great... I, it's I perfect, love Back to the perfectly. Future. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then... She's not sure what she's more shocked about. The fact that Harry saw himself. Which is like... Oh no. Or the fact that Harry did a fucking Patronus. Yeah. But then Harry's like, you know, I think I executed it because some small part of me realized I had seen myself. So I already knew I could do it. If that makes sense, which it kind of does. So, and then they wait to watch the executioner leaving the castle to go get the Dementors. Because they're because now they've captured Sirius Black. They put him in the castle. He's, just, he's um, there waiting. So we're and like at this coming point, on like, present like, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, all right, cool. This means we need to get Buckbeak up there. So they hop on Buckbeak and they fly up to the window. And but they get Black to climb on board of Buckbeak. And, and it's just sort of like a thanks for everything. And there's kind of like a tearful, sensitive, like, I love you. Um, and then they fly off. And now... This chapter ends with like, they did it. Who knows if we'll ever see Sirius and Buckbeak again, but they're both free. And now we've got a fucking jam back to where we're supposed to be. And that's where this chapter ends. Fucking intense. It's so intense. I, I, so now, like, I, if they get now caught, I know. If they get caught leaving yeah. the room that yeah. Sirius is in, if they get caught 
I'll take it. Although I guess they, yeah. But now, now I know Sirius Black is safe. He's going to get away. I mean, for now. For now. But at least he has a chance of getting away. So I'm, I'm happy about that. It's, I'm it's really going to go ahead. At this point, I'm really bummed out. I'm really worried about Lupin. Oh, because he's just out on the run. Yeah. I mean, like, we know he's a werewolf right now and he's going to be fine. No one's going to fuck with him. But yeah. I'm just like, oh, fuck. When he unwerewolves, he's going to feel terrible. Yeah. Like, fucking, oh. what's his name got away? Snape fucking screwed him. He's probably going to get fired. Yeah. Dumbledore also has trusted him to, like, keep this shit under wraps. And yeah. Take care of itself. So. Well, and the worst what's thing is, is like, is hopefully he doesn't hurt someone. Yeah. But what's amazing to me is that if Dumbledore seems to know everything that's fucking going on, how did he not know? Not know what? That that Peter was scabbers. That that Lupin, you know, knew Sirius Black and that Sirius Black was a dog. Like, how did he not know all this? Even the greatest wizard sometimes can be... Miss something. Miss something. I mean, right. if you see everything... If you could view everything that's going on on all at one time you're not gonna be able to take it all in if that it's just fucking i mean every single time i feel like at the end of every book uh dumbledore is like i knew what was going on i mean he seems pretty in tune thank goodness but it does it is a bummer that he does seem to miss a few things but we will see how this one wraps up right after this hey everyone as the world starts to slowly reopen Uh, I think a lot of us are thinking about traveling and I know I'm a big traveler myself hoping to hit the road sooner than later and I wanted to tell you about my friends over at UrbaneLuggage.com. That's U-R-B-A-N-E Luggage.com. The Urbane Traveler. It's inspired to protect the natural world we love to travel. They're committed to designing durable and eco-friendly hemp travel bags and accessories for all of us. Basically, Urbane Traveler wants to provide exclusive products that can help travelers reduce their carbon footprint by investing in products that benefit the earth and us. It's American-made, woman-owned. It's Ecolux hemp luggage. That's right. The first of its kind. Travel with a purpose, you guys. This is luggage made of hemp. That's amazing. Where are my hippies at? Where are the people who care about the environment? I hope to God you're out there. We need you. Uh, Urbane Luggage also has... Uh, hemp washable face covers now they're soft durable and they have the interior filter slot so you're trying to venture out in the world but you know it's still mask time you got to keep it safe head over there to get one of their hemp masks and this is awesome they just introduced a new urbane hemp box which is a subscription box curated by black women-owned businesses featuring products like uh tlcbd which is cbd from t-boz from tlc you know you love it uh Chase that waterfall. Sorry, that was really corny. Buhair.com, eclectic relaxation, and more. This, you guys, it beyond being a a subscription box that just delivers you a bunch of awesome products, this is a great way to support American black woman-owned businesses and you know, and win. You get a variety of things you love. So if you're someone who wants to support businesses that are close to home, you want to support America, you want to support black women, you want to support women in general, uh, there you go. You can do all of that, help everyone, and help yourselves. Keep it all right at home, help your neighbors, help the people you love, and help the planet with Urbane Luggage. UrbaneLuggage.com. Last chapter. 22. Owl Owl post again. again. And so there's two, of course I know that owls bring posts. Yeah. But I'm also thinking like an owl post, like an owl posted somewhere. I'm like, 
Oh, yeah. So I'm like, wait, what is this? Is there a oh, letter? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think Or is there I like, just, what? Is there like a place where the owls post up? Like, is there. Yeah, like, it's so funny because even realizing now what this chapter is about to be about because we've read it. Yeah. I always picture the owl post. Like, I picture a post office fill, filled with owls. Yeah. And then I just go, that's fun. But then I guess there is the whole like, oh, it's the actual post coming from the owl. Yeah. Just feels a little British. Um, all right. So Harry and Hermione run like bats out of hell. Get back to the infirmary. Um, they see Fudge and Snape walking and talking about Sirius's punishment. Um, oh, they have to hide. Peeves comes by. Fucking I'm Peeves. I'm like, Peeves, are you going to fucking ruin this at this point? I mean, he will. Um, they arrive just as Dumbledore is exiting the infirmary. So they whoop in. So Dumbledore, in the Dumbledore's like just fucking grinning ear to ear. He's so excited. Yeah. Um, just like, how was it? Did you do it? And they're like, yep. And he just boop, boop, locks him in like no big deal. Um, and the time travel shenanigans end. Yeah. Still, I'm still kind of uncertain about the science or the logic behind all of the time travel, but I'm just going to let it be. Yeah. Cause, why? Cause there's a part of you that's like, there has to be another Hermione running around or what? Yeah. I'm like, it's, I mean, I guess it's the space-time continuum. This is just well, going to keep no, happening. I thought about it, perpetuity. but it's like, if she, she left this reality yeah. that she's now in. So when she left this to go back in time, hmm, that's a good point. I can't figure it out. Because in theory, she goes back and there is no... I feel like this is a question for JK. I mean... I feel like you have to have loops like this. All of her classes must have been like this where... When you go back in time, no one exists in this reality now where she's left. It's stopped. She doesn't exist moving forward until she's caught up. So like the, the her that she saw is going to hit the same point and go back in time and be in a different time loop because of that. Yeah. But so she just, like they have to plan it perfectly so that, you know, they, w- they went into the infirmary when they saw themselves leaving the so infirmary. So in, in reality, she's, her and Harry are staying in the past. Yeah. And... They're yeah. in the whole new and past and that's becoming the current and reality. And their present, the present versions of themselves are going to go three hours in the past and live in the past for the rest of and their life. And keep doing this. So Everything, cre- it keeps creating a new past. Yeah. Which the, then becomes the present. It's just a constant loop. Fuck. God, um, I wish I could, f- I'm going to quit comedy and become a, what kind of physics is that? I don't know. Fictional physics. Theoretical physics. Um, so then Madame Pomfrey comes in. She's, you know, telling them to go back to bed. Um, they hear Snape approaching, um, so pissed saying Potter's done something. I know he did something. And he's like, bro, relax. Madame Pomfrey's like, they've been here. They're the kids were here the whole time. Yeah. And and Fudge is stressed out because they find out that black escaped. Yeah. And, and Dumbledore is like, okay, well not my problem. Can you, can you get the fucking Dementors out of here now that he's not here anymore? And, one of them tried to give the Dementors kiss to Harry. Like, that's yeah. the final straw. No, yeah. your fucking guards that tried to kill my student yeah. cannot stay here. Yeah. And then Ron wakes up and he's like, what's going on? Fucking Ron missing Ron. everything. Um, it's also just so funny. It's it's interesting because it, it almost feels like something that could, in theory, become political. That it's like, all right, you don't want these guards here because they might hurt a kid, but also... In theory, there's a killer on the loose. Yeah. So it feels vaguely similar to like a gun law or something yeah. of like, we don't want guns because they might kill people, but other people have guns. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it definitely is. That is exactly what it is. It's all 
It's fucked. Anyhow. So is the world. So eventually they catch Harry up with everything that's going or catch Ron up with everything that's going on. And they're like, wonder where Buckbeak is. Wonder where Sirius Black is. Um, and they see Hagrid who's fucking just thrilled that Buckbeak escaped. Couldn't be happier. Has no idea what happened. No, he's just, he thinks because he said this when he noticed he escaped when they'd gone back in time, he thinks that Buckbeak set himself free. Yeah. Oh, Bucky. What does he call him? Oh, Beaky? Beaky. Oh, he's so smart. He must have... He must have gotten himself loose. Himself, which is so sweet. Um, and he fills them in on bad news. Snape told everyone that Lupin is a werewolf at Oh, breakfast. yeah, but that's the thing. Snape accidentally let it slip yeah. that Lupin's a werewolf. And it's like... So Lupin had to fucking resign. Also, why didn't you fucking just do that earlier if you really wanted him out that bad? Yeah. Good question. Why yeah. didn't he just do that earlier? Because I guess there was no way to make it look like an accident to Dumbledore until this I don't know so it's like a manipulative it's so shitty but Harry has resigned by the way not Snape uh excuse me Lupin Lupin. has resigned Dumbledore didn't ask him to but he was like let me just get ahead of this because you're going to get bombarded with shit yeah I mean could you and Lucius Malfoy finding out that there's a fucking werewolf Werewolf? oh Oh, it'd be the end of it um so Harry's like oh fuck I gotta go talk to Lupin yeah he's gotta go like you know, say bye. Um, so they talk. And, uh, wait, sorry. We're reading papers and I, oh yeah. Lupin told everything. Oh, and so he goes to see Lupin. Lupin gives him back the Marauders map. Yeah. He's like, I won't be needing this. It only works at the castle. Um, and Dumbledore shows up and then Lupin heads off. Yeah. So Harry and Dumbledore sit down to have, you know, their, their end of the book, their end of the book wrap up as they always do. Um, oh, he tells about he tells Dumbledore about what happened with Trelawney because that was like, fucking crazy. The fucking the what is it? The servant of the, Vol- ser- Voldemort, the Dark Lord, Lord will return at yeah. midnight. And Dumbledore is like, wow, that's the second prediction she's ever gotten ever. Correct. That's it. That's the only thing she's ever gotten correct. Which is like so funny to me that we've said this before, but like he just keeps her around. I get the thing is, I maintain that that is. A form of magic that some people have a gift for. I think that is maybe even transfers over into the muggle world. So what do you do? You, you, if you can't find a teacher who is super gifted in it, but you want to make sure that people who might have that ability can ta- like learn about Also, it. I'm still not totally convinced that Trelawney isn't going to become a vessel for the Dark Lord again at some point. I mean, it seemed like... In what, a bigger way, too. Whatever she was channeling definitely took over her body. She's a medium for for something. Dark Lord's going to come on back. Yeah, you know. Um, Can't do teach, and I guess that's her thing. So... Uh, Harry is like, oh shit, Peter got away. This is bad. Super bombed. And Dumbledore is like, Dumbledore's like, no, this is actually good. Like, you spared his life. He fucking owes you now. Yeah, even if he goes back to the Dark Lord, the Dark Lord isn't going to be happy about someone who's indebted to his worst enemy. Yeah, so. So this was actually best case scenario. So, Hopefully. year's ending. Everybody's talking about everything that's gone on with Sirius Black. Most kids are really bummed out that Lupin's leaving because he's the best dark arts teacher they've he's ever had. He's actually taught them shit. They haven't had any teachers who do anything in that fucking class. And their test sco- scores come back. Everybody passed everything. Um, Hermione drops muggle studies which so she can have a normal schedule. And she returns her time turner. Yeah. Which I'm kind of bummed about because I'm like, we just learned about this fucking super cool thing, and now you're just gonna give it away. I hope yeah, it makes so. Much I hope it makes a cameo again. That and 
But I mean, she's obviously going crazy and she had already dropped divinity. There's no need to run yourself ragged for muggle studies when you're a fucking muggle. Yeah. Like you get it. Yeah. You lived that life. Just go home and observe. For the all the years you. before you were at Hogwarts, you yeah, did and that. And every summer when you go home. Yeah. You can just dive back into muggle world. Yeah. Um, so, and Ron's like, I can't believe you didn't tell us this the whole year. Yeah. He's like butthurt. Cause um, you know, he wants, he wants to be in all the secrets. And so then they all get on the train. They're all heading out to leave. Um, they get leaving Hogwarts and suddenly a little owl flies into their window. Little tiny like. <laughs> I am like so obsessed with this. So it turns out Sirius sent a note with this little owl. Yeah. And he's like BT dubs. I'm the one who sent you the firebolt, which I called. Yeah, that's true. I but, called that. So Hermione also called it, but Ron points out, it's like, yeah, but you thought it was jinxed. It yeah. Was just you thought actual, it was a bad broom, it was but it was really gift. a great gift. And then he also says in the note, you know, seeing that Ron lost his, and this is something I thought as soon as I saw the little owl, I was like, Ooh, yeah, Ron you literally said, Oh, I hope he gets to keep the owl. Yeah. And then, uh, Sirius black is like, you know, since Ron lost his pet, he can keep this little owl as his pet. So Ron gets a cute little owl. I'm fucking stoked. And I love how he's like, can we run this over with Scabbers? Like Scabbers. Or, or uh, run this over with Crookshanks. Crookshanks. Like, Crookshanks. Oh, yes. No, Crookshanks. This, is, this is a real, this is just an owl. It's not a person. Yeah, he has Crookshanks smell the owl, which like, I'm sorry. That's still a fucking cat, in yeah. my opinion. But the cat knows good from evil. But a cat's also a cat. True. But maybe this cat is smarter than the average cat. It's the Yogi Bear of cats. Um, And then... This, this got me. This got me good. His godfather, Sirius Black, includes a note that says, you have my permission to go to Hogsmeade. To go to Hogsmeade. So now he gets to go to Hogsmeade. Which is like, what a gift. Now, in my heart, I'm still heartbroken that he has to go back to the fucking Dursleys. So I'm like, ugh, ugh what's this going to be like? But I'm hoping... He gets to, like, see his godfather at some point during the summer. When they're all at King's Cross and, like, breaking apart, you know, uh, Ron, Ron's like, oh, make sure you come visit us. I'll visit call us. you. He said that the Quidditch World Cup's going on this summer. And this is my favorite. This is my favorite part. Harry sees Uncle Vernon. And he's like, oh, hey, Uncle Vernon. <laughs> By the way, uh, that escaped convict. Oh, yeah. He's my godfather. Uh, he just sent me a letter. So just wanted to let you know. So anyway, looking forward to a great summer. Yeah. And so that's, and that's how Harry is going to control the situation. And we'll see what that turns into in Goblet of Fire. And next episode, we're going to be discussing, uh, how disappointed Nicole is with the movie. Exactly. And how uh, there's no way they could have ever have done this book. True justice in a fucking hour plus movie. Yeah. Off the top of your head. Things you think are going to get cut. The whole shit in the beginning with the Dursleys. They're going to skip to it super quick. The night bus is going to be way shorter. They're going to get to. You think they're going to skip Aunt Marge? They're going to have Aunt Marge. It's going to be quick. Okay. Like, like boom, boom, boom. And then sh- night bus will be faster. Um, uh, th- all the different scenes with like them learning about the cool magic um, in Lupin's class. That All of that's going to get cut down. Like things are just going to get cut down a lot. Like condensed. Condensed. Like everything's just going to be like, it's everything's just going to roll so quick. Do you think anything's going to be completely left out? I don't know. The, anything. Okay. Top three things that you think guaranteed scenes. The whole opening before Aunt Marge gets 
to Aunt Marge getting blown up. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it'll start with instantaneously we'll get to Aunt Marge being blown up. Um, Harry's gonna get to uh the hotel a lot faster. Everything's just going to be so much quicker. So you don't think they're necessarily going to cut anything? It's just going to be super quick? No, I think the part where the Dementors come on the train, I don't even think... I don't even necessarily know. I think they're going to cut out a lot of the scenes with the Dementors. What about the Bogart? Um, The Bogart. Bogart. The Bogart. I don't know. I feel like that could get cut out. Hmm. I think the scene where they turn it into Snape... Or maybe that's the only scene they show in the class. Like a big production. Yeah, that's true. I feel like they could cut that down. I feel like the trips to Hogsmeade will be shorter. Oh, yeah, because like a the few first of them. trip to Hogsmeade. I feel like every something big is going to be revealed each time they go to Hogsmeade. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah. So uh, I think everything's just going to be very truncated. I don't necessarily know if anything is going to be completely left out. That's fair. All right. Well, tune into the next episode and find out. Uh, We'll be watching the movie tonight with our patrons, which by the time this comes out, you will have missed. But if you want to be part of our Patreon and see movies with us, do some live readings and other fun chats, hangs, tea times, go to patreon.com slash two filthy nerds for as little as five dollars. You can subscribe, get bonus content and be entered for our grand prize to hang out with us at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at an undisclosed date because the world is on fire. Um, all right. All right, you guys. Later, bye. nerds.